1: there's lots of bad behavior going on in this country right now. And I, I, I just am um, every morning when I wake up and I read the news, I'm more and more depressed about the bad behavior. So in recent news, there was uh, an article about Fauci and there's been a number of articles about Fauci and the the whole origins of, of COVID. And apparently uh, Joe Biden has the paperwork on the origins of COVID, but he will not release it to the public. Which is part of my bad behavior because we, of all people in the world, all the people of the world, have the right to know where it came from. We all have that right, and they won't. They won't do it. So what we've learned is that millions of dollars of American money went into the lab in Wuhan, and that more likely than not, and I'm sure that the papers um, will make it more clear if we ever get to see them, either on purpose or by accident, it escaped from the lab. And um, my personal feeling it was on purpose only because the Chinese have said that they were going to do that. So why would I doubt them at their word? Um, Yet Dr. Fauci, who was the guy who, was giving the money to the Wuhan lab and who was wanting gain of function research is denying that it came from the lab. Well, what we found out now, bad behavior, is that Fauci commissioned some scientists to write a paper that denied that it was a lab leak. And that was back in February of 2020, and he put out the paper and indicated that it was the paper to go by. It was the, the, the research, the, the um, you know, that this was the kind of the Bible of, of what we should believe that it was uh, you know, a bat in the wet market that bit somebody or however it got passed. Well, he knew because he commissioned that paper to be done that None of that was true. And in fact, two days before that, he had had a, a phone meeting with people about the origin being a lab leak. But none of us in the public were informed of this. I, I just am incredulous at these people who make millions of dollars on our backs and they lie to us day in and day out about everything. And it was put out you know, at a, at a time to to stop the, really to stop the investigation into what happened. But there was enough people that didn't stop the investigation. And now it's come out and and it's pretty universal that it, it was from the lab. Ladies? Well, what's interesting to me
2: is, so you, you know, uh, at this point, there's a select subcommittee um, on the coronavirus pandemic happening right now. Um, and of course they've come up with this email, uh, that you were just chatting about. Weren't you just chatting about that? The, the email that they, that he had sent out, um, regarding his, you know, commissioning this paper. Um, and so it's everywhere. And I looked and and I, I'm like, okay, so what's CNN saying about this? Okay. <laughs> and, and they're not saying anything about the paper. Okay. What they're saying is um, that uh, there was an interview with Jim Acosta to discuss the minority view, a view, minority view that the COVID-19 virus occurred as a result Of work in the Chinese lab. What's interesting to me is that this is not a view and it's not a minority view. It's a proven fact now, isn't it? I mean, come on, talk about liar, liar, pants on fire and trying to, uh, you know, create the narrative. Um, It just, this boggles my mind. This boggles my mind. Uh, Why
1: can't we have the truth? we also have uh, a new us negotiator for the pandemic accord at the world health organization whose ambassador pamela hamamoto she is a former campaign bundler and hawaii schoolmate of barack obama yeah. just last month she sided with china to keep deliberations around the new international pandemic treaty a secret so they they just what are they trying to hide from us I mean, are they trying to hide that, that we put the money into the lab to do gain of function? They, they were successful at their gain of function, and then they, China decided to release a virus on the world. I mean, they, they, this is something that if you listen to Chinese generals way back in the 90s, they say that they will do exactly this, that, that they are willing to lose a good number of their own people in order to have the world um, be less populous because they believe that they are the chosen uh, race and that they should have more space in the world. They don't have enough space, enough food in China. So they want to take over space. So how, how do they get it? If they get it by a nuclear war, they've destroyed the place where they want to go live. So they want to do it. By a biological agent, which will eliminate people and then their people can take over. I mean, this was, this is not me talking. This is what they said themselves back in the nineties. You know, I don't,
0: it's so, it's still difficult for me to really, who do I believe? What do I believe that I read? I've recently read where China is paying people to have babies they're paying young couples to have children after how many decades where you were forbidden to have more than one child because they were trying to control population. That's been going on as long as I can remember. And now recently they are going to pay young couples to get pregnant and have a second child. I I don't, I don't get it. I mean, and the whole thing about the Chinese not wanting to have female children, that was really bizarre as well. So I, I'm i of the mindset where I'm still, the verdict is kind of out in my head. I don't really know what to believe because we were told that COVID started from a bat. That people ate in soup because that's what they do. And then we were told, no, that's ridiculous. It came from a lab was a lab leak. And I, I honestly don't know what to believe anymore because I am never going to be in the presence of somebody who has been there, has firsthand experience. I don't know what to believe. I know what seems logical moreover than a person eating a bat and spreading it that way. Although, you know, stranger things have happened. I don't know what to think. And I, I don't, I don't know how to find the truth anywhere. And that's what's frustrating to me in the news and people behaving badly, contributing to the confusion. And Linda, you have mentioned many times, rightfully so, confusion is such a tool to divide people, divide families, divide people, divide organizations. The breakdown, it's the pulling of the thread that will unravel. And the media is loving contributing to that. And I hate it. And sometimes I just honestly tune out because I can't find the truth.
1: The the fact that we have people in positions like Dr. Fauci that lie to all of us is what's really, really concerning to me where did we get to the point that that we as the american people are so um i don't know we we are we are considered almost as their pawns right because they don't have the respect for us to tell us the truth and there's so much stuff happening behind the scenes in, in everything, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at other things we can talk about. We're looking at bank failures. We're looking at um, climate change. We're looking at lots of different things that there are so many lies told about that nobody knows which end is up in this country anymore. And, you know, I mean, I, we can talk about some more of the bad behavior. And another one was your your own Becky governor there. Who just recently came out and said, "Well, maybe some of the things I did during COVID, you know, were a little overboard <laughs> as far as you know restricting the people and their movements in Michigan." I, I mean, I mean, the, at the time, she was adamant that she was right, and now she comes out and says, "Well, you know, maybe that wasn't necessary." Yet everybody was restricted. Everybody, oh. the most, one of the, the, well, the two most restrictive states, I think, were Michigan and California. Truly. It was, it was truly, and Judy,
0: I think, Judy, were you still,
2: you were still I was here. still living. Yeah, we, yeah. we just moved last year. So we, you know, rode out the whole COVID wave pretty much in Michigan. And um, it, it's just about control. And uh, how how she shut all of the salons down, all of the restaurants down. It was it was it was like martial law. I remember it was around Easter, um, and she's, we weren't allowed uh, to drive up north to our cottage. Uh, we have our home was in the Lansing area. And um uh we have a cottage up in near Traverse City, so it's about a a three and a half hour drive. And she uh tried to to outlaw or whatever um us traveling to our own home up in Traverse City. Now um I remember we did it anyways, because that's just who we are. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Loaded up the kids. Pack the dogs, the cat, everybody in the car. We're going to our own cottage, right? And um, and and I do remember that that was the beginning of, um, fractured some fractured friendships. Okay, they some of my friends couldn't believe that we were going against Governor Gretchie, right? And actually traveling <laughs> on uh, roads that we had paid for uh, to our own property, our own home, um, you know, up in Traverse City. And it's just the restrictions were so incredible. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, we weren't allowed to go get our hair done, but I knew for a fact that Gretchie went and had her hair done. She had her own hairstylist come to her home and color her hair. And I know this because I know who her hairstylist is. <gasps> she okay. colors her hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it's just, it's the whole let them eat cake, right? It's the whole, you know, uh, all these rules are for them, but not for myself, right? And I also remember Gretchy's husband. Do you remember her husband? Uh got his, we weren't allowed to get our boats out of the marina but her husband got his own boat out of the Marina. Right. Do you, do you remember that? I don't remember that. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was a big deal. So he just wanted to access to his boat. And so he paid somebody off and got his boat out. Um, and it's always, you know, uh, it's, it's the rules don't apply to her. The rules don't apply to them. um, but the restrictions, when I think about um, my friend who, who has her own hair salon, said, I, I can't survive another, um, another shutdown. I won't be able to survive it. And I think about how many generational, you know, these restaurants that have been in, in uh, the family for generations and they had to close. They couldn't survive what Gretchen, um, you know what? How she shut every everything down and uh, and do you remember how? Um, go ahead, tell them about the whole seed thing. Well, it's I find it. I don't even know what the word is:
0: it, infuriating, bothersome, troublesome. Maybe it's is a good much word. More, it's
2: destruction is what it is destroying
0: fact- people's lives their livelihood well, and, the, and the fact that she's coming out recently in stating and I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. but she basically is saying you know at the time we had to make some decisions especially in the regard to seed buying now for those who aren't super familiar with Michigan we have a lot of farmland we have a lot of farmers, especially in the mid-Michigan area, which is where we hail from. Um, and by the way, for those that don't understand what up north means, it means everything to Michigan and Michiganders. That's where and it's it's up for debate as to where, quote, up north actually starts, which is just kind of an inside joke for Michiganders, a fun thing, but about Mid. If you hold your hand up, like you want to say the word stop, and you look at the center of your hand, and from that point up to the tip of your fingers, that's basically up north. And along the east and the west side are coastlines that are like the Malibu of the Midwest. Mm. They're incredible. It's like looking at the ocean, because Lake Michigan and Lake Superior, visually, they do not stop. And they are incredible. And all this to say, it's a big freaking deal to go up north, whether you have your own place or whether you rent places or whether you have family up there. It's huge, huge, huge huge for commerce. It's huge for um, vacationers and our economy counts on people coming to Michigan from especially the Chicago area, spending boatloads all puns intended, of money here in Michigan. And so to have her close up north, have her close and say, you just can't go. You can't go. Even if it's your own place, you can't. Your own family being alone. So now she's saying, we had to make some decisions that in retrospect don't make a lot of sense, right? And I can't help but think she's talking like a teenager here, so right? Like you could go to the hardware store. But we didn't want people to, you know, like all congregating around the gardening supplies. It was February in Michigan. And again, for those who might not know, February in Michigan is white with snow. There's snow everywhere. There's no planting. Everything's dead. The ground is dead. You don't plant. You don't even buy seeds. Those stores are open. But she's saying... Don't we're not going to sell. We're not going to sell any of it. The farmers are like, this is the time we buy those seeds. Mm-hmm. So shutting things down meant shutting the economy down as well. And and for it her to there. say, yeah, I should maybe maybe I shouldn't have
1: done that. I don't know. You know what? Might well keep that thought to yourself. Lots, of, lots and lots of companies have never recovered from what I did there, and in California as well. I know personally, I had um, customers who who went out of business who therefore didn't pay their bills that they owed me, you know? So it, I mean, it was a trickle down. It it just hurt everybody terribly. And we'll be right back. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants make
2: nasal hygiene part of your routine with clear no messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural, drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is is X-L-E-A-R.com.
3: Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day
1: Welcome back to Ladies and Liberties Sound Off, and I am here today with Judy Moran, who is the Vice President of Client Relations at the 12-Week Year, and with Becky Komainen, our resident voice talent. Uh, You can hear her beautiful voice at the beginning and ending of this very show. Um, And I'm Linda Martinelli, a business owner. So, Becky, you're in Michigan, and Judy, you live in Arizona, but you're speaking today (laughs) from Florida. Sunny, Florida. <laughs> Sunny Florida. I'm <laughs> vacation. And I'm in Texas, and it's a bit cloudy today. We, we're hopefully expecting some rain. We're in a big drought, so I hope that we get rain, but it always seems to pass us by, so we'll see. Um, you know, we, we're talking about bad behavior, and we're talking about a little bit more bad behavior. The whole thing that we've talked about so many times, Hunter Biden's laptop. I, I can't even imagine why that guy's not in jail. Just if nothing else for the, the pornographic images of him with children, nothing, if nothing else there, there should be all kinds of things financially he should be in jail for, but anyway, um, Joe Biden's campaign in 2020 had what they call surreptitious involvement in a letter that falsely called the Post's Hunter laptop story, Russian disinformation. So Joe Biden, his campaign organized a letter written by 41 former intelligence officials that falsely claimed the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. And they did this so that Joe could get elected and Hunter Biden's laptop just look like it was maybe something that Trump was doing in order to, you know, not have Joe Biden be elected. In fact, I mean, it was just so much more devious than that. And they, now fast forward to now, um, you know, there's, there's activity taking place on what they did, but, the fact that they purposefully lied to the American people and discredited the article and denied that Hunter Biden's laptop was true. I mean, that again, it's bad behavior. It's politicians lying to us. And it, I just find it so despicable that that we are treated with this kind of disrespect as the citizens of America. It goes to what I always say, how we vote how we vote and how people voted for this guy as he sat in his basement and did nothing anyway. He didn't have a great reputation in the first place. He has a reputation as somebody that lies. He has a reputation as somebody that's been involved in a lot of um, kind of under-the-table things, and yet they voted for him, I guess because they hated Trump that much. But this is what we get. Look at our country today
2: but doesn't it seem like it i the whole um how how the fbi and the the um was peddling the disinformation through meeting you know meeting with google meeting with twitter and and really trying to um influence the information that uh, that we saw, doesn't it seem like that would be illegal? In, it just seems like it should be illegal because of the way that it that you know these news outlets uh, lied to us, completely lied to us, um, and and somebody used the federal government to lie to us so that they could stay or they could gain power. Um, it, it just doesn't, um, well, of course it doesn't seem right, but it seems illegal. It, it also seems, doesn't it seem like treason
1: almost? Well, it, it it does. And, you know, if you want to take it another step, look at all of the videos now that are coming out about January 6th that are Mm -hmm. disproving the narrative that they've talked about in so many ways. And, you know, we we still have American citizens in prisons, people that haven't even been adjudicated yet. And they are sitting there for several years and every plea that they make has been denied. And yet when these videos come out, you find that it's not what the January 6th committee told us. It's not what the news media told us. It's really completely different. And it's not even what the attorney general told us. Talk about bad behavior and lying. Uh, the attorney general came out and said five police officers were killed that day. No police officers were killed. None. None. Not one. television saying that to the American people. I, I mean, this, this administration is like liar, liar, pants on fire. Everything is smoke and mirrors that we can't trust, which makes all of us, I think, very on edge and very uncomfortable. And you see it in the behavior of the country, right? In the behavior of the criminals who are now free to be criminals, um, and, and and consequences are gone. It's it's just right. the craziest thing. In two years we have gone we have gone from prosperity and some semblance of law and order to no semblance of law and order. And to being in uh, serious financial disarray. I don't even know what to say about it all because it's, we've fallen,
0: we've fallen so far from grace. (laughs) We have, (laughs) we truly, as I mentioned before, it's hard to find the truth these days. And the way the media twists and changes and gaslights and the power play. There are in politics, and then different branches of the news have agendas. Poli- politicians have agendas. People have agendas. It is, it's seemingly like the Wild West in the realm of media. It's anything goes, you know, the way that with technology now you can doctor photos, you Photoshop things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a A recent image of President Biden was either falling down or falling up the stairs of Air Force One was doctored to make it look as if he fell to give the appearance that he's becoming frail or not stable or steady or failing something or other. And the person who did it finally admitted that (laughs) it wasn't true. But you know um there is a whole generation behind me behind us that okay. is that is not putting forth the effort to find the truth their whole lives are predicated on the nuggets the deep fried nuggets <laughs> that they're getting of news every day they're believing and it is absolutely shaping and forming the way they think about the world, the way they think about relationships, people, jobs. Um, it's been such a dramatic change in the last decade that it seems scary to me. The mindset of that the next, the upcoming generation and how they view the world, politics, what's important, the values. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just all... Like it's been swept away and there's a new norm that that generation believes and is going to perpetuate. And when I think about what a mess things are politically now and societal, I only see that as, as increasing and getting worse unless we find a way to bring the truth to light.
1: And how is that going to happen, Becky, when when pre-speech is being blocked and canceled everywhere? And you take the situation just recently with Stanford, where the federal judge went in to give a speech and he was rudely, rudely treated by the students. By the way, this this is a law school, law school students, students that were going to become attorneys and they would not let this federal judge speak because he refused to use the pronouns in court that somebody wanted him to use. And I, I, I just think about those are our future attorneys and judges. It's very worrisome. And the person in charge of that event did nothing about it. Uh, the right. school since apologized. But the students are still protesting against this this uh, judge that came to speak. They're, they still they still um, are stuck on their point of pronouns. And right. I'm, I mean, how we got there? I don't, that's just that's just crazy because I should have the right to to also say what I think. And if I don't choose to use a pronoun that that you prefer. I'm um, sorry about that. But you know, I, I mean free speech is going away. And and yes. and therefore if free speech goes away, then what do we have? We have we have what we're told and that's all that we have. Well and like I just said, it really
0: bothers me that it seems social media is shaping the minds of this next generation. That's yes. their reality. The reality isn't Real life situations, whereas our the moral compass is gone. The training that should have come from the parents for the the bare bone basics of respect, respect, and um um my brain just derailed here for a second, but just the lack of respect that that generation has for let's say the speaker in this situation. Uh, I can't. I can't even imagine being in the same situation um, and having a speech be disrupted because of the opinions of those listening, which stemmed from this new movement of pronouns, which is, in my opinion such a way to derail society again, a further ingredient of derailing society and, and dividing and causing confusion and consternation. But just the idea that that generation, and I am generalizing has no regard and little respect for authority, for people of place or position, um, I don't know how that's rained in. I mm-hmm. I don't know that. And I don't know, do you know Linda if that speech was it just stopped? I mean, was it stopped from happening?
1: He yeah, he left. He he well, did not. He did not finish his speech.
0: But see, they won. They won. They, they got what they wanted. And I mean that they so won, and they and then
1: they, when the when the school officially apologized and disagreed with the person who was in charge of that event not taking charge, um her her attitude was that the guy shouldn't have been invited in the first place uh, but the but the students and it was a lot of students then protested in the school so i mean you you know they they didn't get a point there there was no point made to those students for sure they they just figured that that they can take over which seems to be the way that it, that People are thinking, I'm wondering where they got this attitude that that if this judge didn't say this, these pronouns, um, that, that he should be dismissed like this, was that from one of their teachers? What, where, where did they get that? Because so many people were in on that disruption that somewhere they, they all got the same idea it it is concerning it's concerning what they learn in school and and i just had read which i thought was interesting that a lot of students are choosing not to go to college because of this and i'm all for it don't go you don't need to get brainwashed in college right
0: well it we had a my husband and i had a conversation the other day about charter schools and public schools and it was a actually it was a great conversation but When we raised our child, she went to a private Christian school from kindergarten through eighth grade. And then she went on to public high school for four years, mainly because the school that our child and Judy's kids also have attended didn't offer the extracurriculars that we knew our daughter had a special interest in. And we wanted to provide her those opportunities, which I'm I'm grateful that we did. Um but I see moving forward, I would imagine a lot more people are going to want to avoid the public schools for these very reasons. Because if you're a person that has a has either Christian beliefs or high moral standards, It's pretty tough to know that your child, what your child is going to be learning from grade school on through high school, and what they're going to be hearing and what they're going to be told, and then go home and have to undo what they've just heard and have those conversations at such an earlier age than what they may be exposed to otherwise. I can see that, you know, the need, the need for the private schools and or homeschooling to not to avoid the world, but to give, to be, have them be prepared to handle the world. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Truly. Totally. Well, the whole um, idea moving through the public schools and, and many of the charter schools is that the, the teachers and the government need to control the student. Right that they are, uh, their opinion, meaning that the teachers, the principals, the board members, their ideas and influence is more important than the parent is right. the belief at this point. And it's a narrative that's being pushed in the public schools. Uh, and I, and you're right. I believe that there are a lot of families that are fleeing the public school system and searching for a good, you know, private school situation. Now, what's interesting is that, I don't know if you guys had heard, uh, but there, there, I should look it up. There's a school, a Christian academy, um, that uh, was supposed to play a girls' basketball game, and they forfeited, they wouldn't play the game because the other team had a transgender <laughs> male okay so a male um that said he was transitioning to a female and uh on their women's basketball team on the on the varsity women's basketball team and so they felt that it was not right um it it went against their religious beliefs and it went against um, their athletic principles. So they forfeited the game and said that they were not going to play this team ever until, you know, until that person was not on the team any longer. And then the athletic association for that district banned that school from playing any games. Okay. So this is insanity. This is, it's wrong. I I don't know how you can have a biological male compete against a biological female and think that that's fair. And also think that that's furthering, uh, you know, women's uh, place in our society that, it you know, giving us equal opportunity. It's completely taking away women's equal opportunity to perform. Um. So, I just, our whole world is backwards right now.
0: It, is. Whole, it was disturbing of, for me.
2: A lot of bad behavior. Bad behavior.
3: We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutLoud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, Keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty
1: and justice for all. welcome back one more time to ladies of liberty sound off and you know i want to talk about something i guess it's part of bad behavior but uh which is the border you know in having the open border that we've had and i mean just the millions of people that have come over Equal to more than five of our United States, the entire population of five or more of our United States has come over the border. And I'm not talking about the best of the best of people. I'm talking about people that are generally uneducated, that don't speak English, that have no money and have uh, limited work skills. And this is who we are supporting now, but What's worse with the people that are coming over the border are the drugs and the child predators and the cartels. So the cartels in the United States and what I'm going to say is going to shock everybody. And it, it's I, I mean, I'm going to try I'm going to try and go through these fast, but there's a lot of them. So and I think it's important. Um, first of all, there are basically Five cartels that are in the United States now. There is the Sinaloa cartel. There is the Jalisco new generation cartel. There is the Gulf cartel, the Beltran Leyva organization, and the Reds. If you live in any of the cities I'm about to mention, and there's a lot of them, um, there are cartel strongholds in your city. Mm -hmm. So let's start with Honolulu, which has the Helisco new generation cartel. And it would take way too long to tell you which cartels are where. I could tell you that Sinaloa has more branches than anybody else. But if you're up north and you're in Dillingham or Seattle, Washington, um, uh, you have cartels or Spokane. If you are in Boise, Idaho, Salt Lake City, Grand Junction, if you are in California and you are in Santa Rosa, Sacramento, Modesto, Los Angeles, Riverside, Imperial, San Jose, Orange County, San Diego, San Ysidro, you have cartel strongholds in your county. If you are in uh, Arizona, Phoenix, Tucson, Yuma, Imperial, Imperial is on the border there, Um, as well as San Ysidro on the border. Uh, You have cartel activity there. New Mexico, Albuquerque, and uh, basically Albuquerque. Then we move over to Colorado. Colorado Springs, Grand Junction, and Denver um, all have cartels. Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Fayetteville. In Texas, we have Lubbock, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, El Paso, Eagle Pass, Laredo, and Galveston, and I live in Texas, and I can tell you that we see the effects. Um, Milwaukee, Chicago, St. Louis, Fairview Heights, Maryville, Lexington, Memphis, Atlanta, Georgia, Jackson, Gulfport, Mississippi, New Haven, New Haven, Detroit. Allentown, Washington, DC, um, there's one I can't read on here, so I'll pass it by. Uh, Roanoke, Raleigh, Greensboro, Columbia, Charleston, and in Florida, Orlando, West Palm Beach, Tampa, Fort Myers, Homestead, and Miami. So all of those places have cartel strongholds in those cities. It, it is a shocking amount of cities that have cartel strongholds that are handling the drugs, handling the sex trade in those, those particular areas. And this, I won't say that we didn't have any of these before this president, we were nowhere near this kind of infiltration before this president and his open borders. Right. Our borders are wide open and, you
2: know, at any other time in history, we would have looked at this as an invasion this would have been, uh, the description would be, we're being invaded by foreign adversaries. And
1: um, and we are.
2: <laughs> we are. We really are. And our, our current administration just has the doors wide open. They, for whatever reason, they don't care. Uh, and part of the reason is, where is it in, uh, is it in uh, <clears throat> a city in California that, they just passed uh, a bill saying that uh, illegal immigrants can now vote locally. Did you hear that?
1: Oh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I actually thought that it was San Francisco that was doing that, but I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. I think it, it might be
2: San Francisco um, that they can illegal immigrants. You don't have to be an American citizen, a U.S. citizen to vote locally any longer. Yeah, um, and that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Why in the world would we have other people from other countries who are not U.S. citizens vote in our elections? I,
1: <laughs> I don't. It's uh, it, it's no just allowing. That that. I can't think of another country in the world that does that. Never,
2: no. It's just allowing, it's, it's allowing our adversaries to come in and take control of our country. And they're doing it through drugs, uh, try, you know, getting, getting our people addicted to their drugs. Um, it's just, and, and our administration right now currently is allowing all of this. And their first priority as a government is to protect its people. And uh, we are not being protected. I can tell you that.
0: So what I'm reading, right? i reading something that Mexican President Obrador has rejected calls for the United States military to intervene to stem drug cartel violence in Mexico, saying such a move would violate the country's sovereignty. And in a news conference recently, his government He said his government was not going to permit any foreign government to intervene in our territory, much less that a government's armed forces intervene. So there's pride there, huge pride at the cost of Americans. In addition to being irresponsible, it's an offense to the people of Mexico. Mexico, he says, quote, does not take orders from anyone. Okay, and I'm reading between the lines here. But who's he in bed with? Yeah. You think yeah. who's paying his bills? Who's mm-hmm. keeping his family safe? Who's, right. you know, and the list goes on. So many movies have been made about this. I, you know, you know, the, the end of this story, um, the cartels are at war with us and poisoning more than 80,000 Americans with fentanyl every year. And it is a crisis at the, at the border, the Mexican border
1: it's, uh, turning it into a narco state quote, unquote. And it's, um... it's horrible living in it. Um, It's horrible seeing the effects of what's happening in the state of Texas because of it. And and the drugs that are coming through. And it's not just the drug, the drugs. It is the child trafficking, the sex trafficking. There are so many young people being trafficked that, and, and we don't hear about it. We just don't hear about it on the news. They don't mention it. Well, and the further
0: north you go, like speaking from Michigan, the less you hear about it. You know, you have shared, you both have shared what you can actually see going on in the area with regard to certain vehicles being stolen and the crime rates there. But you head north and get as far as the Canadian border, which we're pretty close to that. We're at that border. Um we hear little, little to nothing about it. We there's very little recognition and certainly less empathy for what's happening because it's not affecting our borders. Um, and I think not enough, not nearly enough, is being done to raise the the real issue of what it is. And the um, Senator Lindsey Graham has stated that it's time to put Mexico on notice and advocating, introducing legislation to classify some Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist groups. Finally, if that's going to actually happen, um, I don't know what, you know, to classify them as something is fine. You're putting a label on it. What will that actually mean? I don't know, but maybe it's a start for greater recognition that Houston, we have a problem. This is a big, 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 big problem that the administration is just shoving under the rug. And it's like, yeah, you know what? We got a problem, but
1: we got other things we're going to need to take care of. It's it's not just that they have a problem. It's that they have created the problem in a purposeful way. So what is the purpose? I mean, we, we all ask that question. Some people say it's about, uh, of course, Joe Biden has said that he wants to legalize and give amnesty to all of these people. Therefore, he's got you know a bigger blo- vo- voting block uh, in his opinion. I don't know what the real reason is. I think personally, I think it's to destabilize the country, and it, it's doing a great job because we are paying billions and billions of dollars for the these people's health care. I don't know about you, but I have to pay for my own health care. And that they're they're given health care, they're they're given places to live, they're given uh, free education. So, I mean, this is costing our country a huge amount of money and not to mention that it's a block of people who have no loyalty to America. So are they are they do they love America? They don't even understand America yet. They don't understand our Constitution. They don't understand our laws that they just got here. Um, they don't understand our language. Well, we they don't even understand our, our constitution. It seems like, <laughs> yeah, well, this is true because they don't really teach it anymore. Um, but you know, you know, it's, it, it is, it, it is very unnerving. And when you look at all of these cities that have cartel strongholds in them, how are we going to get rid of those cartels? You're, we're defunding the police. We're taking every, um, every tool that they have in their toolbox to arrest people and taking it away so i this to me is is probably the scariest thing happening in america today and i don't think it gets enough attention it it
2: truly doesn't and you look at what's interesting is we, we've got our borders are open We welcome everybody with open arms. We give them food, a place to live, free health care, free education. I think we might even give them a phone. And, you know, then you have, you know, Americans coming over, driving over the border into Mexico, and they're ambushed and kidnapped and killed. Okay. Um, Because what? What, what, what was their reasoning? They thought that they were a, a rival cartel coming uh, into their territory. Um, and, and it's just, and, and so this is happening more and more and more. Um, it's becoming so violent that now, now you're, you have different senators and different representatives uh, speaking out against it. So, um, what did they do? What did the cartel do? They rounded up the idiots that did it. Did you see this? They rounded him up, uh, gagged him, bound him, laid him on the ground, and yes. wrote a note. Yeah, we're gonna give you the bad guys, right? Yeah.
1: I think probably yeah. those were the rival cartel guys that they yeah. gave. Um, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, there's more to this story because the the people that went over the border, two of which were killed. Um, actually had records for distributing drugs coming from over the border. So I don't, you know, Who again, knows, is, right? a situation that we don't know what's true and what's not true. Hey, you let can. me switch up for just a second, ladies. Um, I want to tell you, tell both of you about a product that uh, <laughs> actually you can hear the commercials right here on America Out Loud for. It's called Cofix, R-X, C-O-F-I-X, R-X. Yeah. What is it? It is a spray, a nasal spray that um, helps keep you healthy. And uh, my husband and I tried it and we love it. And and it works really well. So it actually kills SARS germs, which you get through your nose. And it uh, other things like flu and colds and, you know, different viruses that you might be Uh, susceptible to, it will uh, help with. So I just want to give that a little plug because we actually heard about it on America Out Loud first. And I also have to give my husband a plug. So his book series, Wade Justice, that's J-U-S-T-U-S, Texas Ranger. He just, uh, his third book in the series just came out. So book one was Absolute Justice book 2 is Justice for All and book 3 is called Border Justice. It is so timely and it's been out for just a few days and went to bestseller. So I have to give my husband kudos um for for writing a great book. It's it's you can't put it down once you start it. So if you Congratulations. Want to it, yeah, <laughs> you can pick it up on Amazon. That's uh, awesome. So that's my my plug for for today. Um, A great product that you can hear about on America Out Loud and my husband's books. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more
0: step for womankind.